0: Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. This Voss here from the ChrisVoss Show.com. The Chris Voss Show.com. What we'll the Iron Lady doing? It's old habits I heart after 15 years, folks. Welcome to the big show. Thank you for coming by, our family and friends. As always, we bring you the most smartest people, the people of a lifetime where they have learned so much. They have endured so much. They have survived so much. They bring you their stories. And as we always say on the Chris Foss Show, stories are the owner's manual to life. And there you go. We have the author of the newest book that just came out September 5th, 2023, Alpha Betty. Did I pronounce correctly Alpha Betty, Jennifer?
1: That's a good question. I tend to call her Alphabet.
0: Alphabet. I should like have asked that Bet before. Davis. The show. Like like Bette, Bette Davis. Like Bette Davis. Ah, Betty Davis eyes. There you go. Bet. So Alphabet came out Bet soon. Midler. Bette Midler. Oh, yeah. Bet Midler, too. Yeah. There you go. Alphabet. Came out September 5th, 2023, by Jennifer Manicharian. And uh, she's going to be on the show with us. You she probably heard her already. And uh, telling us about her amazing new book and uh, how she wrote it and uh, kind of her life journey, which is kind of interesting as well. It's her first novel. She put much of her personal and professional life and experience writing it, having been a family therapist, divorce mediator, Broadway and off Broadway producer. Musical book writer, screenwriter, and producer, and screenwriting teacher. She co wrote and produced the films Family Blues and Boundary Waters. It's in production right now, as well as wrote a the book of two musicals that are streaming online, Mary Harry, a full-length musical, and Cockroaches in Cologne, a short musical. She's a proud member of the New York stage and film, The Peace Studio, and 18 by vote. She is married with five children and many grandchildren, etc. And uh, I think what's <laughs> interesting is she's calls herself the Grandma Moses of Writers, since she published this first book at 85. And so we expect a lot of work from her from here on out. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. How are you?
1: <laughs> what does that comment mean? <laughs> I, I first hope books, I we,
0: need, we need to see, you know, one every year from here on out, about well, 20 or 30 more books. Definitely. There you go. There you go. We have, we, we have a, a few prolific older writers on the show, and they're pumping out the books, man. The great well. thing about being an author is you can be as old as you want to be.
1: I hope that it. I hope they don't take each one. Doesn't take me as long as the first one did.
0: That's the joke uh, I always tell people. It took me 50 yeah. years to write my first book. At this pace, it'll be another 50 years.
1: Right. <laughs> well, I, I have my second one in the pipeline.
0: There you go. That's good to know. Jennifer, give us your .coms. So where can people find you on the interwebs? To learn more about you.
1: I you can there's a bunch of them, but my I do have my own website, which is my name,
0: mm-hmm.
1: all lowercase, all, no nothing, no dot in between, jennifermanituriand dot net,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and on, on that I have access to. It has it has information about my book and about other things I've done, the the films and stuff, and that's I don't know I'm. If you put in my name, you'll find me in a lot of places. Maybe places I don't belong, but.
0: <laughs> oh, uh-huh. sounds like my OnlyFans account that I have. That uh, uh-huh. I don't know what that means. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs>
0: There's no OnlyFans, people. <laughs> Stop writing me. So anyway, guys, tell us, uh, give us a 30,000 overview of the book.
1: Okay. The book is basically the story. It's the main character is a woman of 95 who wakes up one morning and something happens and she feels like she's maybe gotten a sign from her dead husband. Mm. And she makes a decision that night to give a dinner party. And for a very, the very few people that are remaining in her life, her, her daughter, her great-granddaughter, a couple of neighbors, and her her aide, she needs an aide because she's in a wheelchair, and her right. housekeeper. So it's a small group. and also includes a medium. Mm. But her role is never exactly explained it's for people to figure out Mm -hmm. Uh, but she's everything takes place over the course of that day but all the different main characters in it have their own point of view so it's one of these books that's multiple points of view and through those points of view you you get to learn what their backstories are who they are and how they you know how they all kind of relate to one another and one of the through lines is that the 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 old ladies she's she's bet and her husband's mm-hmm. name was George. And he, was, he had a connection with all the people who were in her party list. <laughs> and so they, you find out more about him as well. He kind of connects everybody to one another.
0: So that's the story. There you go. And so what inspired you to want to write this? You've, you've, you've actually, I mean, you've become an author at 85. You've written a lot of different things, actually. What made you finally decide to put this pen to paper?
1: well i had been I was curious about whether or not I had the ability to write any kind of a narrative story because i always i'm a big reader and I never in my life thought I could write a novel i mean it was like like a fantasy or maybe a nightmare I don't know I just didn't think I could do it but I started a writing group that was like every two weeks for a period of i've been to i'm still in the group in fact mm. I met with them today Ah. And through it, I started writing stories, and I found that I could write that way. But I could write a short story; I could write five hundred words. A novel, basically, the, a novel begins at about sixty thousand words. So, it was a shock to me that I was able to do it. But I started developing stories, and then when COVID came around, I, you know, I was stuck at home. I was at that time I was a theater producer, and theater pretty much came to a halt. And so, I was, my office closed, I was home, and I used the time to really try to figure it out, but I didn't, writing a book takes a village, I'll have to tell you that, it's not a sole activity. Yeah. So, I had people who read it, and I also passed it through a developmental editor. It took, it was a long, long road. So, it was kind of a, it was kind of a dream, and as I say, if, if COVID hadn't happened and I hadn't been kind of confined... To to my home Mm -hmm. for a period of a couple of years. I don't know if it would have happened.
0: That's awesome. I mean, it's, it's, the COVID wasn't awesome, but, you know, we had so, we've had so many great authors on the show who, you know, they published their first books because of COVID. I post, I published mine over COVID. You know, it's, 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 it was a dark time, but it seems like a lot of maybe some beauty and, and, and some great things came out of it.
1: For me, it was a very productive time. I wasn't commuting because I don't mm-hmm. I live outside the city. I didn't have to commute. And I do have a writing group that I work with, and they're mm-hmm. all writers, and they're all published writers. And so it, I wasn't totally isolated. We mm-hmm. often would spend most of the day on Zoom, and we may not even be talking to one another. But we were oh, well. there as a resource to one another. So if, if I had a question about something or, you know, if they knew what my work was, I knew what their work was. So we kind of used each other as sounding boards.
0: Oh, ah, that's awesome! That's how I got mine done. I we had an accountability group where we said we would write for an hour a day, and and then we would all have to post every night that we if we if we did the hour or not or how much time we did. Would and you post
1: really- your Would you post what you wrote or just the, the No,
0: just product? just that we did the hour, uh-huh. and uh, so we did that. When you guys did yours, did you guys were you guys writing as you guys were sitting on the Zoom call and like? Just yeah, we were writing.
1: I mean, yeah. my my computer is. Uh, to the side of me and, and nice. I would have my zoom on my ipad, and yeah. we would we would go on mute and then if somebody if somebody had a question, maybe you were looking for the precise word uh-huh. <laughs> or you or you were worried about whether you would should turn the beginning should be where it was or whatever mm-hmm. the question was yeah. we would, we would go off mute and we would talk for a while, and then we'd go back on mute
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it you know what, also during I, during COVID, when it was so isolating, it was amazing having a community. You know, I, I didn't ever feel like I was completely cut off.
0: Yeah. That's good to have. I like your accountability group because, you know, you're sitting there writing together. Like, I know when we had my accountability group, we'd be like, are you really writing our day? <laughs> you know. and then every now and then we get together and have a little meetup and stuff, and we're actually launching one here
1: i i just want to add to that that we also meet once a year we have a week we go away for a week together oh really and we we and during that time we really really write i mean that Mm -hmm. is kind of a dedicated time to writing and we we write all day we share at night or we do writing prompts or you know it's everybody's everybody in my group is published one Mm. woman is like doing her seventh novel
0: holy crap (laughs) <laughs> you got a you got a hell of an accountability group going on there. As you flesh out the characters in this book and and develop your protagonist, tell us about some of these characters that are in there. <clears throat> why you chose them? Any of them a reflection of yourself or people in your life?
1: I mean, if it in your introduction you had kind of suggested maybe or in, inferred there was autobiographical elements to it, which which there there are not. Hmm. But I also don't think you can only write. From who you are and what you know and who you know, so I think in a way you could argue that any book has got by autobiographical elements to it. Mm-hmm. It's you know how you think, the ideas that come to your mind, how you see the world. It all mm-hmm. comes through. But there's nobody who's strictly autobiographical,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: but I, I, it's hard to describe. There's, it the old lady in a way. Maybe she's a composite of me and my mother. My mother, would, my mother got tougher as she got older,
2: uh-huh. and,
1: and maybe I am too. I don't know. I ask my grandchildren, but um, but I there's I mean she was she's very very independent. She's like almost like militantly independent, and my mother was uh-huh. like that. My mother was very much like that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and in a way. My mother would be a model for her because I was given a writing prompt when I was in the group, I don't know, many, many years ago, about someone seeing themselves in a mirror. And I chose to do that prompt based on, a, on my having my mother. I hadn't seen my mother. My mother was in a wheelchair, and she hadn't seen herself for years. And one day she was passing a full-length mirror, and she t- said, can you stop? I want to see what I look like. And I was so struck by that. And it became kind of the beginning. At one point, I have this old lady to see herself where she hadn't seen herself in a long time. Wow. In any event, that's basically... There are elements of it, other elements of it that maybe I took from my life. Mm -hmm. There's a scene in a hospital where an old man is injured, and it was very much based on something that happened in real life with my father. So I was really taking more the knowledge of what it's like in the ER and what had gone on rather than the character of my father. But so you use, listen, you write, you, you use different things, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I I just wrote a business book, so it was pretty easy. I just wrote stupid stories that adds doing what you guys do with novels and creating characters and designing your plots and layout. That's, that's a whole lot more challenge. I mean, you, you guys have to basically create a village or a city
1: yeah it was, it was it was it. It, that's what i said it was really hard i couldn't believe i did it i mean it mm-hmm. was it was very it was very tough because i was i had these characters just you know separate characters but then i had to when i came up with the idea that they were all somehow connected to her i had to really find ways in which to integrate them into her life i mean she's got the, do i there's nobody i can say that really is autobiographical but I mean her daughter is a woman who's in her early 70s and she's she's really I don't know that she's she's probably a composite of people I know but I my Mm. voice my obviously I wanted to make each character different the Mm. voice of each character different I wanted them to be very real and living Mm. in my head because with any writing that I do Developing the character is just the most important part of it. Every character has to be real to me. I have to know how that person, who that I have to internalize each character, mm-hmm. and I work hard on that. I mean, that's what I say. I work hard. What I mean is, that character is going to live in my head when I'm driving in my car, when I'm trying to go to <laughs> sleep at night. I I make I have them come to life so that they have their own very distinct voice and their way of being in the world. It mm-hmm. feels authentic, because authenticity, if if a character isn't real, mm-hmm. it's not good at all. I have a, I have a visitor, not now, not now, thank you. Just let me have this, and then go ahead. Um, I apologize. I can't, not now, please. That's fine. I apologize. You said a child might come in. Um, I warned you. I can't talk now. I can't talk now. I'm not, I'm not a radio show. I, okay, I'll look at it later, Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: It's totally fine. I it's probably, totally fine. Okay. I mean, some people, they just want their SAG card. So they, they come no, on so and show Oh, no, I don't think she
1: wants her SAG card.
0: Yeah. That's but a, she wanted to show me
1: her report card.
0: There you go. There you go. She's so, probably so, proud I, of it. <laughs> <laughs> probably proud of it. I never I, wanted to show anybody my report card because I was going to get in trouble.
1: She wouldn't be showing me if she wasn't proud of
0: exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. There you
1: go. I, I'm sorry. That was cute.
0: That was cute.
1: I hope I didn't hurt her feelings. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you got so maybe cute. she'll be in my next book. I mean, there I, you go.
0: There I you go.
1: So many different people in my life that they, all, I, I don't, nobody has said to me, oh my God, you wrote, the, did you ask me if I could, if I could be your character? Nobody has really felt like this is who you, this is the character I've nailed. So everybody's, Maybe bits and pieces of everybody. But what I was talking about the scene of an old man being in the hospital with an accident, I have to say, my son, when he read the book, he kind of called me up and said, God, mom, why'd you do that? It was like it took him right back to a scene where he had gone with my father to the emergency room. And it was very traumatic because my father had had code blue twice while he was there. And. Oh, wow. And it was it was real enough to him when he read it that it took him right back there. Mm-hmm. it was so wow. hopefully that's what I talk about authenticity you want to yeah. make
0: everything feel very real feels like a real element that's that's actually happened and everything right. else you you you've done a lot of former careers <laughs> on Broadway and off Broadway. How did those help or hinder the process so, you know you did a screenwriter impact as well how, how well, that-
1: actually i actually this year, I f- filmed that I had written. We had uh, mm-hmm. we filmed it, and it's right now in post production. In fact, this morning I had to get up at f- I didn't have to. I got up at five because they were recording the score for it in London, and uh, and wow. they, uh, we were allowed to watch them doing that, which was really an amazing, very exciting process.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we're just finishing up the film, but writing in different mediums, you know, it's every medium is they're all different. Each craft is different. They really are. The, the most basic thing to all of them, If there are two basics. I mean, there has to be, the characters have to be well understood. They have to be authentic. They have to be real. That's true in whatever medium you write. And you have to have the arcs. You have to have the story arc. You have to have the character arc. Those are kind of givens. But in terms of the actual writing of it, they're very, very different having been a written for film which is you know dialogue based and you mm-hmm. create little scenes and you have a camera as your best friend you know i don't have to be describing exactly what's happening we're seeing it we're seeing it being enacted so you set it up in terms of your you know direction so to speak but the scene but the it's a, in a novel you don't have that and that was the hardest part for me in terms of writing an, uh, narrative fiction, having to, having to really uh, bring the reader in with me and see where we are and, and understand the action and see who's, you know, you pick up your, the phone rings and she's answered the phone while she was opening her letter and, you know, whatever it is,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you have to really just help the reader into the scene so that they can actually see it and feel it and understand it.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, what what were some of the pros and cons from writing from multiple point of views that you did with your characters?
1: The, I don't know that there are any pros to it. I mean, the biggest con is making sure that each person has it. There has his or her own distinct voice. Mm-hmm. And I had characters. I have the old lady who's ninety five. The youngest person there's there's a housekeeper, and she has like a sixteen year old daughter. So her, she's a she's not a main character, but she's a sub character. But that's the age range, and in between, I have different people of different authentic, ethnicities, mm-hmm. different types of work. You know, it's it's it was a range of all different people people who had, who were kind of to the manner born, and others who had always worked all their lives. Mm-hmm. It was making sure each each of those people felt very legitimate and real, and. But again, it, it goes back to character and understanding, understanding who your characters are. Now, at the time I was writing, one of my challenges, which isn't something that I've talked about before, but was f- trying to figure out where COVID fits into it, because it's almost like, it's almost like a before and after book. I mean, it wasn't a book about COVID at all, but the question is, where do you then place it in time? Yeah. If if you make it in 2019, you don't have to even think about COVID. Mm-hmm. But if you place it in 2024 and you're writing it in 2022, you don't even know if in 2024 it'll be over. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that that was that was somewhat of a challenge in terms of writing, trying to figure out. I placed it like in two I didn't I don't know if I dated it per se that way, but I made it in two thousand twenty four. And I assumed at that time, life would be normal enough that people wouldn't be going around in masks and stuff. Uh-huh. But I refer to it somewhat. And,
0: and was there a reason you picked that time as opposed to like, I don't know, going back 20, 30, 40, 50 years, maybe?
1: Um, I wouldn't have. I, I, I don't know how you write a book of something that took place 30, 40 years ago. I mm-hmm. mean, I, that's that that requires a lot of research. I wouldn't have oh, a yeah. reason for doing that. Yeah. I, you know, I wanted it to be contemporary. And, you know, there's so much, the whole electronic age has exploded. I mean, I, I sometimes, my mother died in 2000. And, and I sometimes think, you know, if either one of my parents were to come back today, what on earth would they make of this world? You know, there's there's so much change has going on, mm-hmm. you know, electronically. And in so many, oh my God, not to mention the whole political world (laughs) the world that we're in we're in a terrible time right now with the wars and everything Mm -hmm. i i i wanted to make it contemporary and i just it was a decision it was like an arbitrary decision is to when you're in the midst of covid and you're writing a book how how far in advance can you make it that you that you can be pretty sure it's gonna work so i felt i was safe and i think i was but, you know, there's still, listen, people, my husband still wears a mask. I mean, people are still afraid.
0: Yeah. It's, it's been going around again some more from what I understand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like that's, I mean, figuring out your time frame is really interesting in terms of what you, what you write and, and, you know, how you deal with people's ability to deal with the electronics. I don't, I don't do a lot of that. I have a little of mm-hmm. it in the book. But you know, I have a woman who's ninety-five, and the ch- chances are she's not going to be spending all day on her iPad or her, or making. Well, people, it you have to make a lot of choices, and you have to think about your characters and what's what they're going to actually be capable of doing or what comes naturally to them. If there's a young person, they practically come out of the womb these days, able to change wallpaper on your iPad.
0: <laughs> I think I think that's a prerequisite. I think so. Yeah, they're programmed. <laughs> uh, definitely. So they understand how it goes. So very insightful. This is quite a journey. You put out your first book at eighty-five. Congratulations. And great. Uh,
1: let people know how old I am. I mean, I that was a decision too. It's it's a marketing tool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, there's it's one of those things I see. You know, memes all the time about this that a lot of people. You know, they they achieve success later on in their life, you know. The like can KFC guy, I think he started when he was like fifty or sixty or something. Really? Yeah, I, I don't know the exact dates. Yeah, the guy who started Kentucky Fried Chicken. When did KF, <coughs> KFC founder start? I think he was late in life. Oprah Winfrey started late in life, if I understand. Oh he had turned forty.
1: Oh, well that's that's a youth
0: <laughs> Yeah. You figure that was in nineteen thirty and so you probably oh. only lived a very short time back in those days. So 40 was probably like, you know, I don't know.
1: You know, Did you read about Warren Buffett's partner died today at the age of about a hundred, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, I- and believe me, he was, he was apparently doing a lot of analysis and everything else for all the decisions that were made in that company. So there you go.
0: So I'm going to sell stock now on that company thing. There. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. But
1: you, if you ha- listen, you have to have, Curiosity. Mm -hmm. You have to have your health. Mm -hmm. That's a biggie.
0: Yeah, health is good. Otherwise, uh, you're just not here. So there you go. You
1: have to have have energy. My mother, my mother kept going Mm -hmm. all her life, and Mm -hmm. I, I feel like she she can't. It's in my DNA. I just was given a lot of good genes in terms of both longevity and energy and that i was exposed to a lot growing up culturally so it's you know i just have a lot of interests and life to me remains an adventure
0: there you go and and maybe that's why you you have such a knack for this in writing and stuff is you you've kept that open mind over the years
1: i think i think i would make, this is a generalization and mm-hmm. maybe it's not accurate mm-hmm. but i think that writers by and large are outsiders you know, there, there's you you you're people who look into the you're, you're looking in the window more than you're in the party. Mm-hmm. You have you, all my life. I've never really been somebody. I've always had very disparate types of friends, different groups I belong to. I, I've never been kind of the. I, I've never fit into a a niche, shall we say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've always felt like I'm somewhat of an outsider, and and not in a bad way. But it just gives me perspective.
0: There you go. And it gives you perspective and helps you write and you've you know, you've done so much in developing the thing. And you've already got your second book in the can that you're working on. Do you have a well, title for I it like, yet? Yeah?
1: No. And and I worked very hard on the title of my first book. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like nobody's ever heard of me. Why would any I, I at least I had to have going for me a good cover and a good title. There you go. And it took a long time. I have one of my nieces was trying to find out, but she was constantly sending me title suggestions. I mean, it was a very long, so it, titles can be so tough. Yeah. When, I, when I was in theater, I'm still, anyway, one of the plays that I was involved with was Stomp, which as far as I'm concerned, that was a little sitting on a gold mine there. Oh yeah. And, and did you ever see Stomp?
0: I've seen parts of the show. Oh. Just on like video and stuff and TV. Oh, and
1: it's just phenomenal. It's great yeah. fun. Yeah. And, it's for all ages, and could you have a better title? I mean, it tells—it's five words. It tells it's easy right to market, and it tells you what it is. And I've always felt, particularly, you know, in theater, when you have to, have, you know, sell a show, you can have really terrible titles. That, that you can have a great show with a title that's impossible. So I'm, I've always felt very strongly about branding in that regard. And it's and it, sometimes it's just really hard, and you just gotta sit with it and talk about it and maybe get other people's ideas. and you're lucky if it lands. I felt like I came up with a good title, though.
0: definitely, definitely. You but
1: go. I changed her name. Once I came up with the idea, she was she had a whole other name. I mean, this poor old lady had more names than you can imagine. i I probably changed her name ten times. But when you're writing on a, you know, with Word, you can, all you have to do is do find replace and you can change names very easily. So all my characters go through a lot of name changes.
0: Hmm. And it's basically just forming and shaping and, and sequencing down to, to what it is and how it goes. Any final thoughts or tease outs on the book before we go?
1: Ah, tease outs pretty soon there's going to be an audible version of it. There oh. actually there, there is already on Barnes and Noble. I know has it. A couple of sites do have it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I have since each of my characters come is very very different. It'll be interesting to see if people how it tracks in terms of each chapter being a different point of view because I've got um, anyway, that if people like multiple points of view if you like, there's a lot of books that have been very successful lately. It's a it, it's kind of a to me, it's a style that some people will like, some people won't like. Actually my writing I have to say is my first my opening paragraph, my actually my opening sentence will either invite people in or turn them off. <laughs> I've I've I feel I have a certain dryness or sense of humor that it kind of comes through in my writing and and i'm hoping people who have a sense of humor and who like fiction Mm -hmm. with well-developed characters will like my book and it has has an ending that's for many people a surprise and Uh most for most people it's a very satisfying ending for some people they don't like it I'm um, sorry about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, sometimes those some of the great books are the ones that catch you on the first line when it opens, right?
1: Yeah, my my yeah. first line. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I we I've read some first lines of some of the authors we have on the show, and I've been just like, okay, I gotta find out what the hell's going on here. So oh, I,
1: I heard the first line of a novel today that I wrote down. I have to get this novel. It's called Owner of a Owner of a Lonely Heart and that the first i have to paraphrase it because i don't have it in front of me the exact quote but she said i i only knew my mother for i only knew throughout my life i only had 24 hours with my mother hmm. Which, that's a very provocative opening yeah you yeah. really wonder what does what does that mean
0: what's what's going on there what's, yeah what's it, the owner of a lonely heart
1: yeah, but uh Mark, now I'm selling her book. I want to sell mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Beth Nijin Nijin, Nijin.
1: You're, you're, we Oh, you're looking it up. Yes, it's it's. I it's, I don't. She's Asian. I'm not quite sure what her last name is, but it, yeah, it, it sounds like it an just, amazing
0: book. It just sounded familiar to me, and I was just checking to see if we've we've had her on the show.
1: Oh, interesting. We we want her.
0: We have so many people on the show. It doesn't look like we are on the show, but we might, have, we might have seen the book and invited her at the time. So there you go. All right. This has been wonderful and very insightful and fun to have you on the show, Jennifer. I'm so glad Thank that you. you're pumping out of these books and you found a whole new career doing uh, doing stuff. Who knows uh, what,
1: what'll, what'll, what my next evolution will be?
0: It will be wonderful to see, <laughs> and please come back for that as well. So, Jennifer, give us your .com so people can find you on the interwebs.
1: Okay, it's jennifermanaturian.net. There you go. And it's HTTPS, not a WW, no W, no three Ws.
0: No three Ws. Okay, sounds good then. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Thanks for, for tuning me. in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Voss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Voss, Chris Voss one on the tickety talkity and Chris Voss, Facebook.com. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time.